Welcome to Experience Means Business, a podcast by Adobe Professional Services. Get your bi-monthly scoop of digital trends, strategies, expert insights, best practices, and much more to keep you moving on your digital experience journey. Welcome, listeners. Hello, Luciano. Hello, Danielle. Let's uh, start with introducing ourselves. Luciano, you want to go first? Yep, no props. Uh, so I'm Luciano Sterling. I'm an enterprise architect at Adobe. Uh, I joined five years ago as a multi-solution architect, enterprise architect, specialized in personalization. Before that, 15 years at Renault, the car manufacturer. And in Renault, my role was Adobe success manager. So yeah, in the same area, obviously. And you? Well, I'm a digital strategist at Adobe and I joined Adobe also five years ago. And my main focus is to help customers understand how they can utilize the technology stack they actually now purchased in the best way. So what do they actually need? around also organizational setup, uh, but also working with the tools, what makes sense for them to implement? Because yeah, it opens up so many opportunities. Um, so you really need to stay focused and have your goals in mind as a customer. And I help them with that. Yeah, but let's get into today's subject. In this episode of Experience Means Business, we will introduce you to the unique challenges we experienced as consultants working together with two major European sports clubs. We both are consultants, as mentioned, and we have a lot of experience with multi-solution projects, customer data platform projects across all different industries. But actually, which was unique for us this year was that we uh, had the opportunity to work with two major European sports clubs. And the experience was in that sense quite special for both of us because we we learned that there are quite some unique tastes to working with sports company. So maybe Luciano, based on your experiences you already have working with other industries, you could take us into the journey you had with your customer this year and what uh, you observed as unique elements that pose exciting challenges in the project. Yeah, sure, Daniel. That was quite specific and different from usual. For my for my engagement, it started with you will have to work around the sponsorship, right? And the idea is for the football club to increase revenue coming from the sponsors and so on. And what we starting working with the, with the client, we, we saw quite quickly that it's not about implementing one use case or a couple of use cases, and then they are able to negotiate with the sponsor and get millions out of it. It doesn't work like that. Yeah? No. So we went back to the core business, which is the fan centricity, right? So we, we kind of changed the business case towards something that, that was making much more sense for, for the, the team in terms of doing, uh, implementing use cases, right? Yeah. Of course, I, I'm not saying that sponsors are not important and that they do not work for that. Right. I'm just saying that implementing the stack and activating the audiences and implementing use cases, we have much more interesting and valuable things to do. Okay. So sponsors will come later. 
Yeah, and the other um, really specific thing I saw is that the football club is actually a media company as well, right? So they have massive videos, uh, of course, the matches and so on, right? But much more than that, interviews, they have a database with, with I mean, their media library is so crazy, right? And they have their OTT over the top. So all videos on demand, the, the, the kind of internal TV uh, channel and so on. So all of this makes it quite exciting and really close to us because even if you are, you are not a fan for football, it resonates, right? You have your uncle, your mother or whoever, a friend, super fan of football, right? So it resonates with you. Uh, sometimes more than with any other industry. Yeah. And you, Daniel, uh, anything specific you, you found with uh, your client? Yeah, I, I recognize also the, the sponsorship and the, the media platform. So we also discussed that. But for us, the main focus was on retail. So they also are a retailer in the sense of that they sell their merchandise. However, it's not like a normal retailer, like a clothing company or an online shop that sells different clothing companies because they are unique to their own brand, which is, of course, related to the sport. So you are highly depending, your sales numbers are highly dependent on the sport itself, how your team performs. Which means if you assign a new player, which is really, really famous, you spend a lot of money to get him on your team you will be able to produce a new jersey with the name of that player on it. And you can be quite sure that it will sell really well because it's a it's a well-known name and your fans are excited and they want to have the jersey too because now this, yeah. this player is part of are, your team. Are you saying that you don't even need advertising or something? Um, so... Yes and no. Um, I know for, for a fact that actually they don't spend a lot of advertising money on, on social media because it's not, not required. They have their, their fan base. Yeah. And yeah. they will, they will they buy. Engaged. They are they engaged. They are engaged. Like, yes. Yeah. Exactly. And the same effect is if they continue winning, they get into different competitions. Every competition again gives opportunities for other merchandising, scarves per game. But if they lose, they actually lose all those opportunities and then they can push as hard as they want. They will just lose that opportunity to sell that specific kind of merchandise. So it was really interesting how how they are affected by the performance of the sport itself. Yeah. Then, of course, you also need to think, okay, it's off-season. How, how do I still keep my fans engaged? Uh, how do I make sure that I have stuff in my shop that uh, they still want? And there, yeah, another interesting thing coming in is the, the fan itself. So you already mentioned that, that the fan itself is quite a particular because you are a fan of one club and you as a sports club will never be able to sell your merchandise to a fan of a company. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. not done. And no, that that's impossible. They will never do that. <laughs> they, they can never do that. So you can, you can do some cost selling, but it will always be within your fan audience. And interestingly, you are born a fan. Uh, and I'm sure you will be able to also share your experience on that. But I found it really shocking for me the first time I heard it because I realized, yeah, you are born a fan. Your family is fan of a club. You are born and you will get a jumper with the logo of the club on it. And you are now a fan. And yeah. you will remain that fan until you die. <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, like, like, like in politics now. <laughs> no, just joking. <laughs> Much better with the sports. Yeah. No, no, that, that, that's very true. Um, you, uh, 
porn fan, indeed, if you are in a family fan for a specific club or a player, yeah, the probability is that you will follow the path, definitely. Another specific thing is that when, when I joined this specific project, the, the sports club was revamping the different fan tiers and they created, indeed, a tier dedicated to juniors because, I mean, they are so engaged. A junior is the absolute fan with posters, with everything, right? So, and through this, uh, it, it opened so many ways of personalizing the, the website and so on towards this direction, right? Uh, I don't know if we detect, okay, so you would maybe not direct strong marketing messages to a junior, right? But for example, you could detect a father or a mother being a fan. And then you would maybe move the section for juniors in a specific location. So it's easier for them to have the idea that it would be cool if the kid has the, the card, right? The yeah. loyalty member number, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so a lot of engagement and acquisition, basically, because once you have your loyalty card in the club, you'll have this one forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I uh, so I compared it a little bit with uh, B2B marketing, uh, yeah. if we think about it, uh, because you are also interacting with fan clubs. True, true. Which is yeah. one contact point, but you have all those members uh, below. And yeah. I think the same is with families and children. You have the, the parents and then you have yeah. children. Yeah. How do you see that? No, that, that, that's very true. Uh, the fan club. So, so that was actually, uh, an interesting and technical discussion with the team where you know that in Adobe, we deal with a unified profile. We stitch different sources and so on. Right. Yeah. And what happened is that we saw that the president of the club was creating the accounts on behalf of the members of the club yeah. using yeah. his own email address. So at some point it was messing completely the stitching because we were considering all of these different individuals as mm. unified to the president of the club, which is wrong, right? Yeah. So we had to change the way of building the solution around that, which is completely B2B thinking. You yeah. have a company and in this company you have members and so on. And yeah, yeah. So, so you, you're spot on. Definitely some B2B notions are in this area. Yeah. And on your side, did you have any insights on, on this area or just open discussions like, like this? Open discussions. We, we came across that subject mainly with uh, ticketing. So yeah. when selling tickets uh, to a game, we had a lot of discussions about, yeah, how do you actually personalize if one fan club president purchased 20 tickets for all his members, and but you still want to be able to connect to, to those members. So still ongoing discussion. I have yeah. to be honest, it's, oh. it's challenging, but it's a nice challenge and really interesting, interesting angle to think about. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know, any, any other fancy ideas or, or nice use cases you, you would like to, to, yeah. to describe a little bit? Actually, yes, because so maybe not that fancy, fancy, but still, uh, still nice is to think about the fact that they have stadiums or a stadium that they, uh, need to fill. Yeah. Uh, in, in my case, they also had a museum. They have, of course, all the merchandising stores, uh, physical stores. And yeah. again, the sports clubs is all about the sport, basically. And the thinking around use cases that involve also the experience in the stadium was very, really interesting. 
there's one major issue they have, and that are traffic jams. So when they, once the game people. is uh, many people, people, yeah, many people. But once <laughs> the game is over, the entire stadium wants to go home. And of course, you have public transportation, but you still have a, a, a huge amount of people that still come by car. And they were thinking about, so we had a lot of ideation sessions also around, okay, how could we now with personalization target specific people that have a parking ticket oh. and make it interesting for them to stay longer in the stadium? And like, uh, we had just crazy ideas like uh, buy two crazy beers. Ideas, like, like buying a beer, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Buying That's a beer. crazy. It's so good out of there entirely. <laughs> yeah, but buy two beers, get one free, yeah. so that you you stay longer in the stadium, or if yeah, maybe uh, get the discount to still purchase something special in the shop afterwards. So we had a lot of ideas around that, which was interesting to just consider as the entire experience for the fan, including yeah. the game itself. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Did you any see any more fancy stuff? More fancy than having a beer. I don't know. No, 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 no. Joke aside. Of course, the football club wants to become an entertainment brand, right? Yeah. So they want to improve communication on many different channels and they have to be on top of the technology, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we had discussions around, for example, the connected jersey. Yeah. Uh, and I was discussing with a friend of mine and one of one idea was yeah, but if they have the connected jersey, then you can, uh, I don't know, when there is a, a goal or something, you can have the jersey having specific colors uh, with everyone at the same time, yeah? And then you have something super fancy in the stadium with colors and so on and so on. So you would have LEDs in your jersey? Why not? Yeah, okay. that, but, but that's, that's the beauty of this kind of conversation. That's super exciting. Mm -hmm. We didn't do that, right? But you, you just have the... The non-usual workshops, you see what I mean? So instead of drawing uh, something super technical and so on, the, the discussion is, I mean, it's different, right? Yeah, the, the, that was, uh, the connected jersey in particular was, was quite interesting discussion, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because it, it, it can, it can become really quickly creepy, right? If, if you have a connected jersey and you walk around and, for example, it will say on the screen suddenly, hello, Luciano, do you want to no, be here? No, no, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> no, don't do that. No, no, like, like in uh, minority reports. Yeah. No. Yes, exactly. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Too, 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 too creepy. No, no. Yes. All right. Um, yeah, considering all the mentioned challenges or particular um, exceptions or slightly different uh, approaches to thinking about use cases, is there something? Um, yeah, how how did you do it? How um, how did you go in and make sure to still come up with realistic opportunities for them that make sense for the business? Yeah. Okay. So your question is really around the project itself. Yeah, more the project itself. Yeah. Yes. So for this, uh, I worked with a kind of framework that we call customer experience value framework, right? And the idea is really to link the business objectives uh -huh. down to use cases, serving the objectives, and from the use cases to go down to the technology the underlying technology needed to implement the use case, right? So yeah. when I'm saying that, what I'm saying is that whenever someone had an idea because they wanted to use the technology, somehow the framework was guiding them to, yeah, but I, I definitely understand that you want to use the technology or some, 
we're therefore all for that. Uh, we are Adobe. But at the same time, don't forget to tie that to your business objectives. Why would you want to do that? Yeah. yeah. So you ask a question, then if you, if you see that it's not really tied to a business objective and you still want to do it because of, I don't know, any other reason, that's fine. That's fine. But at least you, you had the mindset and you try to tie everything to the business objectives, right? So that's mainly it. Framework, mindset, objective driven, and then decisions. Yeah. Go, no go, uh, depending on many, many, many dimensions, right? Political decisions. Maybe you have to implement something just because someone told you so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, use this no matter what. I want to see this live. End of story. Okay. Is it tied to a business objective? We don't care. We have to do it. Usually everything is done towards the business objectives. Don't yeah. get me wrong, right? It but should be. From time to time, you have something specific coming. Yeah, but I guess the framework helps, right? It helps yeah, with the discussion to, to let them think, okay, do, you re do I really need to push now for this implementation or exactly. does something else make more sense? Exactly. So helping yeah. on the roadmap, helping on basically everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did, we did uh, something similar where indeed we first discussed, okay, what are the business objectives? How can we measure them? And then who are our fans? What is their customer journey, the fan journey, the experiences, and how can we improve it? And how does that improvement again tie back to our business ob objectives and opportunities? So yeah, I think that brings us nicely to the end of this episode. <laughs> So thank you, uh, Luciano. No, my uh, pleasure. N nice chat. Nice chat. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Also, thank you to the listeners for joining us. And yeah, if you're curious about more stories, insights, best practices from other professional services, then just subscribe to the podcast and you will not miss any new episodes. If you have questions, feedback, or you are particularly interested in a uh, certain subject that we could give you more insights in, just contact us at infoacs at adobe.com. Have a great day and bye-bye. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let us know what you think by writing to us at infoacs at adobe.com. That's I-N-F-O-A-C-S at adobe.com. See you later for more.